Welcome to Nobody No Crime with Sam and Jen. Good morning, you guys. It's a snowy Sunday morning in Seattle. <laughs> point is, the point is that this, it's like, you know, we're talking. It's unfiltered. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we are going to be talking about a case today that mm-hmm. happened in the early 2000s. And Jen has spent hours and hours yeah. in AP GoPo. Yeah, Mr. I sacrificed my reputation with Mr. Harris for this, and mm-hmm. it takes a lot. It takes a lot of effort out of my life. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to be talking about Betsy Feria. <sighs> so get ready. Cleanse, cleanse, okay. cleanse yourself. It's gonna I'm be. Scared. It's gonna be Am a I long. Gonna be scared after this. I think you'll be fine. Okay. Isabella read about it and she was kind of scared, but I think you'll be good. You're stronger than Isabel. I okay. Don't, you know. I don't think so. But it's <laughs> we can do it. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Our story begins with Betsy Feria. Betsy okay. was born in 1969 in Richmond Heights, Missouri. She had two daughters, Mariah and Leah, who she had from another marriage before she met her second husband, Russ Feria. Oh. I know. They what met each to the old husband. We don't know. Okay. Okay. They met each other while Betsy was working at a gas station. Oh. She took this job to devote more time to her DJing job, which was her oh. true passion. I know. Oh, I feel like that's where something will happen. <laughs> you think someone's gonna kill her at her DJing job? Yeah. Is, is she DJing at like clubs? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. She was always described, especially by Russ, as the party starter. Yeah. As he said, it didn't matter if she was working or not. If she went to a party or gathering or get-together, she'd get everybody up, playing games and get people dancing. That was her personality. She always mm-hmm. had to be on the go. So a lot of people knew about her. Yeah, she had a okay. big reputation. Okay. He stated that the first thing he noticed... Is this going to keep... Oh my God. He stated that the first thing he noticed about her was her beautiful eyes, smile, and bubbly personality. Mm-hmm. Betsy mm-hmm. asked Russ out first, and he began to help her with the, her DJing business as they began the to husband? date. Yeah. Okay. They often spent time together outside, exploring nature. They married in 2000, happily a family of four married. with Mariah and Leah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wait, okay. same with me, I think. No, they married oh. in, like, 2004. As she got older, Betsy decided to go into insurance, which she had once been involved mm-hmm. with. A woman began working at the insurance company a few years after Pam began, or after Betsy began. That woman's name was Pam Hupp. Mm-hmm. Pam was born in St. Louis, Missouri in 1958, same as my mom. She had experience in the insurance business, but had been fired twice before for forging signatures. Her and her husband moved to O'Fallon, Missouri with their two children, and she worked as an administrator for State Farm. Ooh. I know, Jake from State Farm. Eventually, she stopped working and claimed a disability for neck, back, and arm pain for no particular oh. reason. Okay. Pam and Betsy met at that State Farm, where Betsy taught Pam everything she knew. They formed a close friendship, but they fell out of touch when Pam start, stopped working because of her neck, back, and arm pain. Okay. Flash forward 10 years to 2010. Betsy was diagnosed with breast cancer. She mm-hmm. started attending chemotherapy sessions and gradually recovered declared cancer-free in 2011. At the beginning of her cancer journey, she had gotten back in touch with Pam, and Pam began to come to all of her chemotherapy sessions with her. They planned a celebration of life where they could celebrate Betsy and her new chance with life. Now, I find it a bit sus that Pam came to all her chemotherapy sessions with her. Yeah, why didn't 
the husband come? Because apparently he was like working and Pam was like, the first, the first came out, she was like, oh my God, Betsy, I haven't heard of from you in so long. Like what's up? And then she's like, can I accompany you to this chemo session? And so she went with her mm-hmm. and then she started driving her home every time. Like she would that drive was... her there and drive her home. What if she was poisoning the chemo? Who knows? <gasps> they planned a celebration of life where they could all celebrate Betsy and her new chance with life. Unfortunately, before that could actually happen, her cancer came back and was declared Mm. terminal. She still had the celebration of life where she got to ride dolphins and spend time with those close to her, and she vowed to live the final moments of her life with hope and fulfillment. And Pamela Hupp. Mm. On December 27th, 2011, two days after Christmas, Russ left the house to play cards with his friends. He left at 5 p.m., coming back after stopping at a few stores at 9.40 p.m. When he left, Betsy was not home yet because she was being driven home from her chemotherapy appointment by Pam. Sketchy. Pam had picked up Betsy from her mom's house where she she was the night before and she had stayed with her through treatment. After Pam dropped Betsy off and returned home, Betsy's daughter called her asking about information for a phone plan because Betsy had told her that she'd be home on the couch by then ready to talk. So she said like, she was like, because her daughter was like, can I call you later, like, to talk to you? And Betsy was like, oh, yeah, I'll be comfortable on the couch. Like, I, nothing will be going on. Like, I'll be home at that mm-hmm. time. So it was, like, 100% sure that she'd be home. And she was being driven home. Yeah. So, like, Pam was going to drive her home, and she was going to get home around, like, 5-ish. Okay. And the daughter was going to call around 7. Okay. So she tried several times and never picked up. Pam stated that she also called Betsy on her way home. For why? Why would Pam call Betsy on her way home? If she was driving her home? Yeah, she drove her home, and then she left her home, and then she decided to drive back, or she was driving back to her home, and she called Betsy. But she literally just hung out with Betsy. So she called her at 727, and and Betsy never responded. Pam was worried that Betsy was upset at her, so she called Betsy's mom, um, wondering if she knew anything. Keep in mind, these women are in their 50s. She called her mom. Um, Betsy's mom stated that she didn't know anything about Betsy's whereabouts and that Betsy probably wasn't upset at Pam. So Pam returned home and went to bed, according to her. Russ stopped at four different places before returning home after his game night. Now this is where people get suspicious. Four places. Yeah. So he stopped for gas, dog food, cigarettes, and two bottles of iced tea, all at different locations, Mm. which were kind of across town. Like they weren't in one area. If he was getting gas. Why not get cigarettes? Yeah, exactly. So um, he was fact-checked on cameras for three of these four locations. Mm -hmm. Um, He also had time-stamped receipts for all four. But it was presented as very suspicious in the court case, however. Mm -hmm. Why attend four different stores for four different items that could theoretically be bought in, like, the same place? Yeah. Maybe um, Russ is the same. Yeah. And Pam... Or like conspiring. Oh, you think they were like maybe adultery, and so they and hung they out. Like, they got together, and then Betsy went off. <laughs> oh God, let's see. Um. Anyways, Russ returned home around nine forty p.m. He expected to find Betsy comfortable on her couch or in their bed, but instead, he found her body dead on their living room floor. <gasps> she was stabbed about oh. fifty-five times with a kitchen knife. Okay, that is a crime of passion. Yeah, fifty-five times. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. And oh, Russ so found scary. her with the knife still in her neck. Oh, my God. So Russ stated that he immediately called the police, and they quickly arrived on the scene. 
They found a blood trail found from her body to a towel drawer, which they assumed that the killer had gotten a towel to try to clean up, as they found evidence of blood cleanup. But how would one know that the towel drawer was right there if they hadn't, like, lived in the house or been in the house before? Because it was, like, a direct line yeah, to the towel if, drawer. if it wasn't, like, between rooms where they were looking. Yeah, it was one straight line. So, so suspicious. In addition, they found slippers, who Russ claimed were his, that seemed to have been dipped in blood. They weren't splattered in blood, but they would seem to like be dipped, like the fronts. I can show you a photo. No, no. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, this is a true crime podcast. <laughs> you don't, I don't know how to show you a photo. Okay. Um, but they found slippers, <laughs> who's, which seemed to be dipped in blood. The tips of Wait, them... Wait, show me. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Russ, Feria, slippers. We can include a link in the show notes. Oh, wait, let me connect this to my phone. Do you want internet? No, it's okay. Guys, we're having a few technical com- complications. It's okay. By the way, I don't know anything about this story. <laughs> okay, you can't really see, but, like, it, like, dried. But, like, the tips, it was kind of like they had been, like... Oh. Yeah. Oh, and this is rust. Okay. I don't know. Buy that. And Betsy... Okay. There you go. She's... She but looked, I don't know looked, anything about this story because... This is supposed to be, like, your that's, reaction. That's that's P- Betsy and Russ. Okay. And then that's Pam? Yeah. Pam is ugly. Betsy it looks really nice. Okay. okay. Um, let me go back. Okay. They were tossed in a closet, and the light switch was stained with blood. Oh. So Russ was immediately brought in for questioning and was there for days, claiming innocence for every moment. He expressed to the police that Betsy was quite depressed since her terminal diagnosis, and he wondered if it could have been a suicide. But you can't stab yourself 55 times. Yeah. uh. Yeah, the detectives doubted that due to the severity of her attack. Um, They eventually called Pam in as well, well, who told them that Russ and Betsy had a very troubled marriage, filled with abuse and arguments. She talked about his supposed alcoholic behavior, which caused him to hit Betsy. Mm. Now, they talked to neighbors about this. No one had ever heard of anything about this. They said there were normal arguments, but there was nothing above, like, you know, Mm -hmm. above that. And so, you know, that's what Pam said. We don't know if that's true or not. So, Russ had been suspected from the start, but this um, uh, interview from Pam sealed the investigators' minds. He was arrested and brought to trial. All of his friends vouched for him and claimed that his story of that night was true, down to the minutes of each store. But the prosecution's case was challenging. The defense argued that he was innocent due to the lack of blood on his clothes. The ed- oh, and then there was evidence that his cell about on his cell phone connecting to cell phone towers that were like far away from their during house. During the crime, yeah, during the crime, during like when they thought the crime well, was. Well, he didn't have a confirmed like alibi for being at the fourth store. Yeah, Arby's. Arby's. Yeah, he does have a confirmed alibi. He doesn't. So he could have said that and then, like, gone home, killed her, and then... You're, you, that's exactly what the prosecution said. The prosecution okay. said... Wow, I could be, like, a little... <laughs> but the prosecution attorney also said that they think that Russ's friends conspired in the murder of Betsy, which there was no evidence toward. What? Like, helped. Helped. Sam doesn't know what conspired means. <laughs> um, but there was no evidence for this argument. In addition, they used his 911 call, which they played to the jury, that they claimed showed him going in and out of hysteria, which meant that he was acting, like, odd, and that his demeanor was staged. So, like, he was going, like, he was, like, freaking out, and he was calm, and then he was freaking out, and he was calm. Mm, so they were like, you have that 911 call? You do not want to listen to no, that. okay. <laughs> but it was, like, it was, like, very, like, you know, like, yeah. it seemed staged. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Leah Askey, the prosecutor, even argued at one point that he killed her while naked and then showered, and that's why there was no blood on his clothing. So she said that he stripped, mm. killed him, took a shower, and then that's why there was no blood. But that took a lot of effort. Yeah, exactly. Like, and there was no blood found in the shower drain. So, like, that oh, wouldn't make yeah. sense. Um, the fact that the towel drawer was used was suspicious as well due to the fact that only one who was incredibly familiar with their house would have known mm-hmm. where to find towels so easily. All of these facts, true or not, pointed to Russ as the killer. He was ultimately charged with the murder of his wife, Betsy Feria, on November 26, 2013, for a life sentence without parole. What about her mom? What did, what did her she mom? think happened? Do we know? Um, we don't know, but okay. she, I don't think she, no one really, like, no one in the family suspected Russ. Like, everyone thought he was innocent. Like, they were like, he mm-hmm. could have never done that. Um, okay. A few months later, in February of 2014, an article came out from St. Louis Post-Dispatch. But before I talk about that, I'm going to go a bit more into Pam and her involvement with Betsy. So it was revealed that Betsy died, after Betsy died, that her uh, 150,000 beneficiary was put into the hands of Pam right before her untimely death. So Because Russ was charged? No, it was put into her hands before Betsy even died. So like so she wrote her will and gave it all to Pam. Yeah. So like the ben- like it's like w- the money that it's like the I don't I don't really know the definition of a beneficiary, but it's like basically like the money that someone gets after their family member dies. Yeah. But she gave it to Pam. Like a will. Yeah. So maybe Pam like coaxed her into being like, you know, when you die, like I'll take the money cuz you have cancer, like maybe like she was like like, don't trust Russ, you know? Yeah. And then she killed Pam. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's a quote that Pam said that what the Bessie said is that Betsy said that Russ would piss away all the money. And so that she wanted to give mm. it to Pam to give to her daughters. But we don't know if that's true or not, because yeah. that's what Pam said. Um, so many were confused as why she did this and suggested that it could have been a motive for Pam to do whatever she could to get this yeah. beneficiary. Which would only happen if Betsy died. Um, Pam testified at Russ's trial that she was going to give a hundred thousand of that money to Betsy's daughters, and the other fifty thousand would go towards Pam's other friend's daughter, since that friend also died of cancer. Hmm. Um, the article ca- that came out revealed that she had actually kept the full one hundred and fifty thousand for herself. So yeah. In addition, though she originally told the police that she had never entered Betsy's home that night, it was revealed that reporters received an anonymous. Um, oh, wait. Uh, she eventually told them that she'd gone into her bedroom. So she first stated, no, I, I would never go into Betsy's house. Like, I just, like, wa- walked her up to her door. And then mm-hmm. she said, oh, yeah, I walked in a bit just to, like, make sure she was situated. And then she said she literally went into Betsy's bedroom. So there were three different stories. But she had, like, been into the house before, right? Yeah. Were friends. Yeah. Okay. But, like, this was, like, they had just started talking again, you know? It was, like, yeah. this whole new thing. Um, so on a whole other note, it is revealed that reporters received an anonymous letter declaring that the prosecutor, Leah Askey, had a secret sexual relationship with one of the police officers on the case. Mm. Sus. Oh. Suspicious. Overall, this case was very fishy, and Pan seemed to have mm-hmm. kept a lot of information to herself. And lastly, they got into touch with the 911 operator that took Russ's call, and she stated that the emotion Russ expressed was emotion that could not be faked. She had, like, a lot of, um, like, operators are trained to redirect the conversation to attempt to calm down the individuals on the phone, which could explain his changing demeanor. Because she was, like, yeah, helping Yeah, so they're him. saying, oh, actually, maybe he wasn't, like... Faking it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the defense called for a retrial after the release of the article, and it was granted. Russ Ferrier officially was retried in November of 2015. 
Photos were released that had been concealed from the first trial, displaying photos of the home that showed evidence that there was no attempted cleanup like had been said before. So this information was kept from the defense, largely probably because the prosecutor was having a sexual relationship with the police officer. So originally... They said that it was trying to clean up. Yeah, and then afterwards... they had gone they, into the towel drawer. Mm-hmm. And they still had gone to the towel drawer, but there was no evidence of cleanup in these photos because there was, like, a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. So this combined with Pam's inappropriate behavior... Or not Pam, oh my god. Leah's inappropriate behavior with the police officer in her case and Pam's line surrounding the beneficiary allowed Russ to be acquitted. So he was let out of jail. Um, he and his family celebrated immensely, glad to have Russ back with them. But our story is not done yet. Pamela Hupp's influence on society did not end with Betsy and Russ Feria. In August 2016, about two years after Russ was acquitted, Pamela Hupp called 911 frantically from her home, telling them that a man forced his way into her car and followed her into her home. He attempted to assault her, and she was forced to shoot him out of self-defense. Is she claiming that it was Russ? No, but it does it does relate to Russ. Okay. So police arrived and found a man who would later be identified as Louis Guppenberger dead on Pam's floor. Mm-hmm. Louis was they learned very physically and mentally troubled man due to a car accident he had suffered through in 25 to 2005. He was unable to walk, unable to talk, unable to do much of anything. Um and Pam had shot him 5 times. How likely is it that Pam had to shoot him five times to get him to stop oh, yeah. assaulting her if he couldn't Which walk or talk? He couldn't already, yeah. Do in the first place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But then why was he there? Exactly. Did she lie about that too? Who knows? Um, the police found a note in his pocket that was instructing him to kidnap Pam and make her turn over Russ's money. Um, so, aka the life insurance payout. Mm-hmm. So, basically, their point, what. They, the note was trying to say was that Russ wanted Pam's money yeah. back or the money from Betsy. So he hired this man to do that. Um, it stated, among other things, take Hup back to the house and get rid of her. Make it look like Russ's wife. Make sure knife sticking out. Make sure the knife is sticking out of her neck. So she was, it was saying like recreate yeah. what happened to Betsy. Um, the story Pam presented to the police was that Lewis was hired by Russ to get the beneficiary money that Pam had in her possession from Betsy's death. When she was called into the police station, the first thing she asked was if the interview would be recorded or put on television. She -hmm. claimed that she was always on TV with Christopher Hayes, who was like a TV host. And she claimed that he he was the sole reason for people harassing her. So she was basically like, is this going to be put on television? Like, I can't have all these people like messing me. Mm -hmm. Like, I, like I've had enough harassment as it is. Um, so Pam's... She could have written the note and put it in his pocket. Yes! Yeah. Yes! You're getting on? Yes! Okay. So Pam's phone records showed that she was right in front of Lewis's front door less than an hour before her supposed attack. Why would she be at Lewis's front door if he had been the one to attack her? Yeah. How did she even know him? And why would Russ hire someone who couldn't walk? Exactly! Exactly! On August 10, 2016, which was three days after, Carol Alford, a local of O'Fallon where Pam lived, came forward stating that a woman resembling Pam offered her $1,000 to reenact a 911 call. This woman was shown on security footage driving Pam's car. So the woman who resembled Pam was shown driving Pam's car. Where? When? It's Pam. Like, um, that day after she t- tried to talk to Carol Alford. Um, okay. So there were nine $100 bills found in Louis's pocket and a tenth bill, which was found in Pam's dresser, 
had a matching serial number. So it, Lewis had money mm-hmm. from Pam, or maybe not from Pam, but had money in his pocket, supposedly from Pam, because Pam had a matching serial number. So why would Lewis have money from Pam? If Russ had hired him? Yeah. Like, how would Russ... Like, it, it just doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, and Especially since he was killed, too. Exactly. Well, the, then there's the idea. Did Lewis... Like, did she pay him to be able to, to kill him? To be like, I'm going to stage uh, this attack. because he was already, like... Yeah. Um, so the knife But that, then what would he do with the money if he's dead? <laughs> that's true. Maybe he was just kind of not mentally okay. Yeah, and he didn't... Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. The knife that Lewis had in his hand that was supposed to used, supposedly used to assault Pam had been was found to be purchased at a dollar store, similar to many other objects in Pam's home. Mm. So that isn't like 100% like a case, but it's like if Pam often buys things from the dollar store. Mm-hmm. And, he was, and why would he buy a $1 knife, knife yeah. to kill somebody? Exactly. Um, and lastly, there was a carpet swatch found on the floor near Lois's body, seemingly to prevent blood from leaking onto her real carpet, almost if she knew this oh, would happen. Oh, like, she, oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Um, so Pam <clears throat> went to trial and she was found guilty for first degree murder yeah. and armed criminal action. Mm-hmm. Um, upon being arrested, she asked to use the bathroom where she stabbed her neck and wrist with a ballpoint pen attempting Ow. suicide. She was put on life without parole after she pled guilty to, quote-unquote, avoid an ugly trial. So she was saying that she was innocent, but she but pled she guilty. But she didn't, yeah. So let me, is it okay if I show you a photo of Pam um, Hup mugshot images? So that's, she's bandages on her neck. Oh, she's so creepy. I know, she is. She that's looks so terrible. She looks awful. And those are the bandages on her neck because she attempted to stab herself with, with a ballpoint pen. pen. Okay. Um, okay, so, after these charges came out, suspicion began to ruminate surrounding the death of none other than Pam's own mother. Oh, Um, Jesus. She had died in 2013 from tripping and falling over a railing in her retirement home. Mm. The railing above her was broken, and it was assumed because of her dementia she had simply fell over it. Um, right before her death, she had been at the hospital. She was brought back by, you guessed it, Pam, who was the last person to see her alive. Mm, um, they God. returned at 8 p.m. on October 30th, and Pam told the home staff that if Shirley doesn't, Shirley is her mom, if Shirley mm-hmm. doesn't show up to breakfast to notify the family. Not only did she miss breakfast, but she also missed lunch. Almost like she knew she was going to miss breakfast. Exactly. Her body was found outside of her room below her balcony at 2.30 on October 31st, mm-hmm. Halloween. Oh, God. I know. Two of the railing bars had fallen off and were laying next to her, and the other words bent out of place. So it was, like, so, like two some- taken out, put up, and then, like, bent. How would she do that? Yeah, because she's, like, frail. You know? Yeah, and she has dementia. She's yeah. Alzheimer's. Um, an autopsy was later done, which revealed that Shirley had 0.84 micrograms of Ambien, which is a drug to cure insomnia, in her system, which was eight times the normal mm. amount. Mm. So that's, like, mel- like, if you took, like, melatonin, but it's, like, would- more extent. Yeah. It's, like, intense. Um, how would an old woman that was heavily sedated throw yeah. herself off a balcony and break and several railing bars? Bend railing bars. Yeah. Um, so after Shirley's death, Pam received a $500,000 bene- beneficiary money, which Shirley had planned to leave her. Mm. Suspicious. Um, Pam was never charged with this murder, 
But in 2017, the cause of Shirley's death was changed from accidental to undetermined. So it has been five years since that date. So it's very unlikely. It's still not. Yeah. It's still not. Pam has not been charged. Is she in jail, Pam? Pam's in jail for the murder of Louis Gumpenberger. Okay. But she... And Russ is out of jail? Yeah, and Russ is out of jail. Um, To this day... jail for Betsy. Betsy's murder? Yeah. So to this day, Pam has not pled guilty for both this crime and the murder of Betsy Feria. In October of 2022, so like two months ago, um, Hop's trial was moved forward. It's uncertain what will come out of it. But that's the story of Betsy Feria and Pamela Hop. That's so scary. I know. It's so here. So this is, this is Pam. And then there's a TV show that was just put out called a, The Thing About Pam that oh. is about Pam and Betsy, and, like, Pam and all the things she's done to Betsy. Where is it on? I don't know. But it's, like, I was, like, thinking, I was, like, isn't that, like, kind of, like, offensive to Betsy and, like, Lewis's and, like, mm-hmm. all those people's families? Because it's, like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe like, they had their permission, but I find that weird. The thing about Pam. Yeah. Like, look at how, uh, she's so creepy. Like, she looks. Yeah. Oh, God. This is her. Oh, she's creepy. so Creepy. And Betsy okay. looks so nice. So, so I don't know what you're thinking. Like, do you think Russ or Pam did it? I think. Well, okay. If Pam had, well, we know that she killed. She was the did the whole thing with Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. And then obviously we can assume that she also killed her mom. Mm-hmm. Then. It would make sense that she killed Betsy. Betsy. Yeah. The only thing that I'm... Like, the four locations that Russ went to. Yeah. And also, like, the towel drawer. But I guess if Pam had been inside her house before, she might have yeah. known. And, like, she could have framed... Russ. Russ. With yeah. Like the sl- I mean, with the slippers. Yeah. And... But, yeah, the, the location thing. Like, we, I was thinking, like, it, maybe it's, like, he has these things that he wants. Like, he's like, okay, these are the cigarettes I want. These are where I can find him. This is the dog food I want. You know? But, like, yeah. Or he was just trying to, like, stall time because he, like, didn't want to go home quite yet. Like, That's true. Like, he was like, oh, I'm just, like, not ready to go home. You <laughs> See know? my dying wife. Yeah, like. Oh, my God. But the fourth location, though. Arby's. Yeah, he had, like, a receipt, but he didn't have, like. There was no look, camera evidence. Oh. Uh, yeah. But then my theory about them having an affair, I don't think so now. No, because I feel like Russ and Betsy were, like, really... I The one thing is, like, Russ and Betsy were really in love. Like, they yeah, loved each other. Yeah, and at the other. beginning when he was, like, describing her. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. It's so sad. Oh, my God. These photos... Anyone listening to this needs to go look up Pam Hupp mugshot because she yeah, is ugly. It's really scary. As fuck. And, um, oh my god, she's so creepy. She it's looks really like. Creepy. She looks like. I don't know. So she's still in crime? I mean. In crime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's still in jail yeah. for Lewis. In jail. And two months ago, the trial was like, like put forward to like go for Betsy. So we, we don't know, know what's gonna come out of that. Okay. I know. We gotta stay updated. I know. We'll we'll update you guys. We'll update we'll do you guys. A part two, actually. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yes. I hope this was really entertaining. Um. Sam's gonna do the next episode. Yeah. She's gonna have a lot of research. She's mm-hmm. gonna dedicate herself oh, to it. Sure. I really want to do the Idaho murders, but I want to wait until we have like 
Yeah. We know what happens. Yeah. Oh my god, Stella talked about the Idaho murders <laughs> yesterday. Thoughts. Anyways, um, go eat some food. Drink a coffee. Yeah, drink some. T- I mean, <laughs> listen to some Taylor Swift. Yeah. Drink in some Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Bye guys. Bye.